Hello everyone and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly. We are officially the unofficial podcast where we discuss all things EastEnders. We certainly do. Um, and as always, Ben is joined by me, Alex. Yeah, and I am Ben, like you say. Yes. I mean, and let me just have the um, intro music finish, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, I've got very, very exciting news. We've got yeah. two exclusives. Well, it, well, two, yeah, two people contacted us mm. and uh, wanted to shout out, you know, knowing that they know we exist, which is mm. quite fun. <laughs> so first off, we have, it was um, a lady from Inside Soap magazine called Kate White. Yes, thank you, Kate. <laughs> and she contacted us and said, hi, guys, because uh, she listens to our show. And she said um, she was interviewing Tony Clay recently. Who plays Callum. not halfway? Callum. Callum. Must make sure it's right. <laughs> and she um, said to us um, that she asked him about halfway's hat, the game. <laughs> <laughs> she did, um, and uh, he he wasn't so sure about the uh, game, but um, he did say something about his hat, didn't he? Yeah, I've got the um, interview here, so I'm assuming this won't be printed in the actual interview. This is just a little bit that she asked but she sent it to us um so she said did you know there's an easterns podcast with a section called where's halfway's hat i'm I've sure gr- everyone does i was gonna say anyone who's <laughs> anyone knows about who wears halfway's hat uh, and tony said no way really i really love that and she said any updates because obviously halfway's hat has been missing quite a few times mm, recently pres- presumed missing after his last exploit around the square <laughs> and tony clay i mean get ready for this everyone because this is very sad news tony clay said so it's official it's in a sacred place somewhere. It's been buried ceremoniously. Halfway has given that up, and now he can move on with himself and embrace his ears. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Halfway's hat, ladies and gentlemen, is dead. Mm. And Tony Clay also, um, she said, have you got any comments for the people who do the podcast? He said, tell them that the support is amazing, and it really means the world to me to hear that people do this and that they are so invested in the storyline. That's a beautiful thing to hear. Send them my love. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Tony. I mean, it's really nice that you uh, talked about us on <laughs> in your interview with Inside Soap magazine. Yeah, but so, sadly, Halfway's hat is gone. Um, she did say, are you sad that he's gone? And he said, no, I'm so glad it's gone. Obviously, that's how we started when we brought in him as a character. A little bit quirky. For me, when you have got that thing on during a heat wave, hmm. that's not the one you want. I'm quite glad he's gone. <laughs> oh, I mean, we we always have a soft spot for Halfway's hat. And, you know, just because he's died doesn't mean he's forgotten. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Stay stay listening for an update. Oh, so that's fun. Second yeah. bit of news is that we had a message sent to us from the EastEnders Instagram account of EastEnders Cast Cards. Yes. And he had asked Ricky Champ to send us a little message. So I was going to play that now. Oh, excellent. Why not? <laughs> Hello Ben, hello Alex, about time we spoke. You alright bros? See you later. How lovely. Alright bros? Oh, hello. About time we chatted. It, I think it is time we mm. chatted. If you, We'd be more than happy to do an interview with you Ricky, it'd be uh, our honour. Yes, one day it will, it will happen. Yeah. And we've got another one coming up later but we'll save that for you to watch out for, listen <laughs> out for. Oh yeah, if we're going to just drop it in the show un- unassumingly and just hope that you guys, <laughs> you know, hear it and yeah. if you do let us know and uh, tweet us. Uh, so we'll better start off with our review of the week so we're doing the episodes between the 17th and 21st of june and the storyline we're starting off with this week is the ongoing feud of the slaters the kazimis and the fowlers 
Yes, so nothing's really broke in the negotiations between Kush and Stacey and Martin. And unfortunately, uh, it's escalated and gotten worse. So much so that even Big Mo has had to take, had to cross the line, had to go over the uh, boundaries and go into... Matriarch Mo. That's right. Go into enemy territory and tell him to just leave it off. Just forget about it. Just stop it now. Just stop. (laughs) She was trying to channel her inner Pat Butcher, I think. Yeah. What would my mate Pat do? Mm. Just try and sort this out. Distinguish the situation. I mean, Kat's hasn't helped herself because she almost got Stacey back on side kind of ish and then she was like okay you can look after Arthur yeah so so Kat what do you do you then go straight to Kush and get everyone upset I mean Kat had arranged to go on a bit of a picnic date with Kush initially um with Kat's kids and it's just unfortunate timing that Stacy had too much overwhelming because obviously Jean is uh, taking up a lot of Stacy's time mm. too. So Stacy is having to keep going back and forth doing lots of different things. And yeah, it just was unfortunate then. But Kush did say when he arrived at the park, you know, oh, I see you're with Arthur. It's probably not a good idea. I'll just leave. And it was mm. Kat who said, oh, no, stay. What they don't know won't hurt them. Also, to be fair, like he has every right just to go to the park with Arthur. Well, I mean, exactly. It's his kid at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. It's a really silly storyline. Mm. I think we've, we're beginning to understand why Martin is taking such an exception to it because he feels as though he's just the, the bit second bit rate dad like he's the yeah. second rated dad and to Kush, Kush. It's last was it last week where Kush is something like you're not a very good dad mm. and like that's really stuck to Martin well it really has I mean Martin has done everything he can to bring up Arthur and pretty much had him most of the time and there was even a mention that Kush didn't even want anything to do with Arthur when he was first born and mm. Martin stepped in immediately and so you can kind of see why he's a bit strained with his you know, well, why have I done all this work just to give it up to someone else? Mm-hmm. But it's a human. It's not a toy, Martin. Exactly. But you've also got the thing of Arthur is named after Martin's dad. Mm. And Martin always looked up to his dad as being this perfect dad to him. Yeah. So I was watching an old episode. We'll talk about at the end when I do this time last year. But I was watching an old episode of Martin. He was talking about his childhood with his dad. And he looked up to him and mm. he took him to the allotment. And so I guess that's what Martin is wanting. But obviously he knows that Arthur... One isn't his, and two, just having that said to him really um hit home for him. Yeah, hammers home. Yeah. I mean, we also remember when Doctor Leg visited the Vic, he said that uh, Martin looked a bit like Arthur. Mm. So again, it's it's just the bloodline, isn't it? He's even though they're not blood, I suppose Martin feels like he's done enough work to mould Arthur into his image. So um, and this probably upsets Kush as well because mm. Kush obviously feels like he's being detached from Arthur's growing up. I mean, Kush didn't know that Arthur likes monster trucks. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> he's not going to win Father of the Year for that, then. No, he, he certainly isn't. Still, the storyline feels a bit forced for me because of the whole, I don't know, like the whole reason they've got Kat and Kush together was only because they wanted them to have this fallout. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I, at, at first I I was a bit, I questioned Kat and Kush and now I'm, I like it. But now you've planted the seed in my head that the Kat and Kush relationship is actually there just for Stacey's writing out. Mm. For, so Lacey Turner can have a maternity yeah. leave. And also we had some really nice scenes where Denise like noticed Kush wasn't quite happy and they had some scenes together. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that they're still amicable and still friends with one another, especially since the breakup really hurt Kush mm. um, when Denise decided I still to prefer end. them together, though. Not Denise and, Denise and I quite like Denise and Jack. That's growing oh, on me as no. well, like a fungus. It's no. growing on me. <laughs> Horrible. 
But um, yeah, so there doesn't look like there's any chance of this ending anytime soon. As we said, without Mo's advice was to just leave it. But then Robbie stepped in and said, no, no, no. I know what it's like to lose my son. I lost one last week. Um, <laughs> Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've forgotten already. Uh. Um, so you need to fight for your for the causes. But Kat feels a bit stuck in the middle of all this. And he, he even approaches Chris and says, you know, you need to make sure you're doing this for the right reasons. You're doing this not just to almost egotistically want to say, this is my son. And so he belongs with me. Mm. But because you want the, the well welfare and the benefit of Arthur you know having your care as well as Stacey mm, and yeah because Kat's like last warning was the second you get like the officials involved it's like no going back that's like the next mm. sort of level but she so she did warn him at the end of the week but he seems quite sure that he just wants he just wants a set thing planned out because Martin turns changes his mind at the turn of a hat he does he does. although Martin's stuck to this one quite you know he's stuck to his will on this one quite quite heavily um and you know Kush doesn't seem to mind that their friendship is all going to be in tatters by mm. the end of all this he's acting like Uncle Pete it, again this week he, he had scruffy air mm. on his market stool <laughs> what do you mean I got the offer <laughs> oh, the offer but yeah, no, I know he's he's... So yeah, he's not like Arthur. He's like his uncle Pete. <laughs> so that's the worst outcome. <laughs> Although Pauline would have liked that. But Pauline, if Pauline was still about, she'd be fighting tooth and nail for Arthur to stay mm. um, with Martin. She'd be have a right brawl with Kush in the pub. Mm. I mean, Stacey... I bet her and Carmel would have had a right old battle oh, as well. I mean, there was a part of me that wished Carmel was back for this story because Carmel had already tried to step mm. in and take Arthur. And Kush was the one who pulled her back. And now Kush is the one stepping forward. I'm sure Carmel wouldn't be backwards of coming forward with her proposals of how to get that child in his mm. arms. I do miss Carmel. She mm. is missed on the um, square. So right, next up we have the return of Mr. Bobby. Bobby Bill! <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> I mean... I've, I've said it on Twitter about five million times, but Max running, <laughs> little legs just flailing around, swinging all over the place. They were, I, Bless him. It was just, it was mesmerising. It really was. It was like mm. watching a lava lamp. What did you think of Clay, the new actor who plays Bobby Bill then? Are you happy with the casting? Um, yeah, I quite, I, I liked Clay actually. I read out some tweets if you hang on to the end of the show listeners um, where we ask people on Twitter and Facebook about their opinions on Clay but personally yeah um, I mean a lot of people said he was very stale and a bit wooden but then I mm. think that was part of Bobby. I think he's yeah. feeling very insecure and very unsafe in the environment he's in. Mm, he is, he's like being plopped right in the middle of all this drama. He's feeling unstable unsafe his dad's not there mm. his home's changed the only one's there is kathy he's scared he's um i'm glad they haven't gone in and made him like a hunter like psychopathic yeah or like ben they've literally they've taken it the other way and yeah you kind of feel sorry for him but i think yeah the actor's really good mm. and there's been loads of good scenes for this week with bobby yeah with bobby and kathy to mm. the point that he made kathy he brought kathy to tears <laughs> while had... washing up yeah she had what little... did we ask for a few weeks ago kitchen sink drama that was literally, literally what drama. we got. I mean, she was sobbing. She had a little, little sob in the kitchen, yeah. And Ben mm. Ben caught her and gave her some words of advice. So that was a nice scene when you mm. saw the That was a really good scene where he just, she was crying. He just went up to her and hugged her. Mm. And like, there was nothing said. Mm. But yeah, you miss those type of scenes with Ben and Kathy. Because they've, when it was Harry Reid playing, they never really explored that relationship with mm. his mum. They kind of kept Kathy and um, Ben separate yeah. when it was Harry Reid. But this time around, and with Bobby, they're kind of... but. Again, I think this is a direction with the producers. They're keeping family close. They're mm. keeping families together. So 
they kind of pull up ranks and all look after one another a lot more than they used to. And so the stories, although they kind of go out in different directions, tend to always centre back to the family. Ah, family. But that's what EastEnders is all about. It's about family. family. Exactly. And, you know, it's the same with Bobby. So Ben's got his back. Kathy's got his back. Lola hasn't. I was about to say, Lola, not so much. <laughs> Lola's decided that she finds Bobby yeah, threatening. He's He bludgeoned someone to death, yeah. Ben. Uh, he can't be around Le- Lexi. Could you take Lexi for me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I bludgeoned Heather to death. <laughs> I mean, even Ben said to Bobby later on, and he's, he said, you know, you need to forget about Heather. You know, I know you were in a very similar boat than what I was in when I left prison. The last thing I wanted to do was come back, but I, I had to. I wanted to get back to prison. So, you know, Lola should remember the past mm. of the man that she's gone to an alliance with yeah really odd really strange like that really wasn't needed for her to be all funny mm. over bobby being in like it's not even her house or her family well exactly she's a guest in yeah. the bill house why she Lola. billy if she's that <laughs> upset yeah because there's plenty of rooms where billy lives because mm. he's in that flat with just jay yeah and that used to have two other occupants at one point exactly. abby, abby and donna and ben and jay honey and the kids yeah lola yeah so go lola on. go go back to your dad <laughs> so we had some max scenes as well so max storms in always a pleasure never a chore still troubled with max's character i mean he's just kind of run out of steam hasn't he him, i, I mean yeah well, we meant to support his vengeful fight for bobby because for under 16 year old <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's him wanting to beat up a teenager yeah, like what is he wanting to do it's so weird i mean i suppose you can kind of say Let's try and stick up for Max here. Look at both sides. I suppose Kathy or Ian could have warned him. Oh, Max, just to let you know, Bobby's coming home mm. in two weeks. Just like, so you know. Just, you know, Heads just up. to, yeah, just yeah. to, so he's prepared. So he was quite like, Bobby's here. Oh, yeah. Well, he saw him in the street, didn't he? Because Bobby had his chips thrown out of his hand by some youths. And uh, again, Bobby showing his kind of weakness. Mm. He's obviously what he was committed to prison for was not not his character. Probably Max's fault that Bobby's so scared anyway. Because last time we saw Bobby, Mm. Max had arranged someone to record and beat him up in prison. Yeah, with old Bobby as well. Because we all expected old Bobby to come back Mm. because of that recording. Apparently, the actor has been um, said that he didn't want to return. Oh, okay. So, he, so there you go. So no one can moan at the recast. Yeah, well, people will. <laughs> oh, people will. Yeah, so Max, quite unnecessary, I th- I think. I mean, he's got a... Again, we're, we're, we're talking about Lola, just look at Ben's, the, your closest ally. Look at what you've done, Max. Look at mm. what you've... You've the actually... List. You've destroyed the bills too. Mm. And to blame... This is what really... I put the cherry on the cake <laughs> of hate. To blame Bobby for Abby's death is... Just plain mm. wrong. That was entirely... Didn't mention Stephen, did he? No. Funny he, that. He mentioned Lauren. Yeah. Took, took Lauren away from me. It's like, also, no, Lauren was being a... <laughs> just like you, a selfish woman. Typical left. Lauren. She's off screen and she's still having relationship issues with Peter. Yeah, she's I know. not even on the show. They still bring it up. Lauren's, <laughs> Lauren's still a pain on our side, isn't she? She's still a pain. <laughs> you know, Max is moaning because Bobby only got three years, even though he's an underage. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Max, you attempted to kill Jane when she was in hospital. What, three times you tried to hold those tubes and kill her, do you remember? Yeah, but also tried to kill her in the fire, which did yeah, kill Stephen. and almost killed Abby because she got plonked on the head. Oh, yes. <laughs> killed Stephen in that fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he attempted to kill Ian as well by strangling him with the Christmas lights. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Max, 
you only had one year in prison. Mm-hmm. I think you did all right. To be fair to Max, it was one year in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah, but then he went on to commit about Wait. 20. <laughs> I know, I know, he did. He well, fraud to... as well. Don't forget his fraud on yeah. the whole square. He was trying to take down people in the square who not even done anything to it. Yeah. And it wasn't him, in the end, who gave back the contracts to all these people after that oh. storyline ended. It was... um. Thief. And then she, he stole the car lot as, as it was anyway. Yeah, yeah and then year. stole the car lot <laughs> off... Yeah. So... You know, so yeah. yes. The trouble is, there was so much damage done with Max um, in 2017, mm. and they really took him to that villainous the height. You of, just can't yeah. get over it. It's like when Ronnie uh, crushed that guy, um, Fat Boy, and Roxy's other boyfriend. She crushed him yeah. in a car. Although the boyfriend was abusive. Yes, but she still crushed someone, like two people in a car. Oh, yeah, she, and ever since that happened, everyone was like, "No, Ronnie has to have a comeuppance. Yeah, no, no, Ronnie redemption. has to have a comeuppance." And Jane also, I suppose hers wasn't premeditated with dragging Lucy's body into a forest and covering. Yeah. But everyone went on about that saying she needs something to happen to her. She needs her comeuppance. Mm. And they tried to like have her be in a wheelchair and that wasn't enough for the fans. And that's why we've got this weird empty Jane hole where she nothing's been resolved. Filled in. I mean, again, to, to kind of give some relief to Bobby, he again, he didn't know he killed Lucy to begin with. He was told by mm. his parents, by Jane, that it was And wasn't... it wasn't like planned out. No, exactly. It wasn't premeditated. All of Max's were premeditated. Yeah. He planned to kill these people. <laughs> I mean, Jane, I feel, going back on your comment you just said, I feel a bit unfair for Jane, because I, I always think that Jane always did things for the greater good of her family. Yeah, that's the difference with what Jane did. I suppose, not just because she's a female character, mm. and Max is a male character, but his was premeditated for, like, revenge or self-gain. It's for himself, yeah. exactly. Not and for the greater Jane's of the family. Jane's was for protecting a family yeah. so that that's the difference of jane but with ronnie it was kind of premeditated that, yeah that was again for her but, but again you could argue for her family because she looked after ronnie ronnie yeah but um yeah she max, paid the price she so. certainly did i don't know what they i just find i just think max has gone too far oh t- totally there, there, as you said there is no redemption for max and as much as people try there is nothing he mm. can do to come back i mean they they've tried it so hard with the rainy and max story and then he's torn that apart yeah he's been horrible to her and like abusive yeah. to her so yeah. like, it's really hard to feel like anything for oh yeah go on max you get bobby it's mm. like no he's like a 15 year old boy and he's obviously scared he's obviously been traumatized in yeah. prison and max was like he only got three years what about i'm still suffering after prison and it's like well you can clearly see bobby's uh, yeah. still suffering after prison <laughs> yeah and also like you've had longer to to kind of help yourself and you're and, an adult and exactly and you're you're, you're old enough to and stupid mm. enough to look after yourself if you can't then have ther- find sharon's therapist and go find him and have a word with him but he's, yeah. he's adamant he's going to get revenge he said at the end of the episode when he was talking to rainy yeah, she what's said, he going to do to him <laughs> is he going to frame him for a murder or something and like Oh, that's, no, what, that's what you did to me or something stupid. No. I mean, they've been using a warehouse set a lot recently <laughs> and we'll be talking about it again later. Yeah, but um, would there be a bit of another kidnap? They do like their kidnaps on EastEnders at the moment. We need Jane to come back, sort Max out, tell a few home truths, I've, have a two-hander. Yeah, no, I agree. I've got a real strong feeling we we should expect a Jane return soon. She's just got a new role on like a TV show. She's filming somewhere. I, I don't mean permanently. No, I mean just... Like a, yeah, she just needs something to... Yeah, just to step in, step wrap out. Wrap it all up. Because when they brought Jane back last time, it was a sh- surprise. Mm, no one told anyone. Exactly. So Jane's like almost one of the most perfect characters to bring back without anyone knowing. But I'd like them to do it as a big-time mm. surprise. They do need fun. one. Because Cathy said to Bobby, 
have you heard from Janie? She went, no. <laughs> and then that was it. And it was like, oh. So you keep like stepping around mm. the issue. I mean, also Bobby is a bit upset because Ian's not returned when he said he would return when Bobby's been released. And so Bobby's blaming himself for Ian's mm. non-appearance. It's also ridiculous, speaking of Ian, that Max has found it within him to forgive Ian and like go into business with him, but then at the same time hasn't found forgiveness for Bobby. Well, he's found forgiveness for that again because it benefits Max. Because Ian was able to give him a reference for having Baby Abby and and ultimately give Max a paycheck at the end of each month because he's now in business with him. Again, mm-hmm. benefits Max. It's all about Max. <laughs> Maybe Rainy just needs to bump him off then. Well, she just looked fed up on the sofa with her magazine. Oh, oh, this again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Max. Hi, Max. Max, Max storms in with a bin storyline. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the Rainy and Stuart story. That's Coming all I'm soon. saying. Yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So next up, we have another episode of First Till Last. And we are back with another edition of First Till Last. And we're going with one of the most famous characters on the show. Yep. Just to explain, First Till Last is when we talk about uh, a character's first episode. What happened in between, and then the character's final episode mm. of the soap, and how they may have changed or not changed throughout their time on the show. Hopefully, they've changed, or else it wouldn't make much of a feature. Character development. <laughs> yes, the arc of a character. <laughs> now they got very lucky with this because we are doing Angie Watts, yeah. played by Anita Dobson. So they're very lucky, even in the first place, to get Anita Dobson because she took this role and went with it. Mm, mm, big time. There was as much uh, Anita than there was. Angie's written, if mm. that makes any sense. So Anita kind of used the tools that she was given and moulded it very much to her likeness as well as what Tony mm. and Julia wanted. Because a while ago, we were lucky enough to go to an audience with Anita Dobson and Lorna Fitzgerald. Yes. Um, and she gave a little story about how she auditioned for the show and because Angie was a different actor to begin with, but the chemistry on screen with Den and Sharon wasn't quite right. So she went in for a very last minute audition mm. um and she went dressed as the character didn't she she said she dressed as what she thought angie would look like yes so she backcombed her hair put loads of gel in her hair put a nice little suit on but she had but she had a quite a tatty rain mac coat mm. didn't she that her mum gave her i believe that she was almost yeah, hand so. me down yeah. yeah it was like a men- coat of many colors mm. um and she said that was like how she got and then she was on on set like literally within a few weeks being she was, Angie. She so. was like the last casting, as you said, because she's been cast already and the actress for Angie. Um, and I'll see if I can dig out photos and post that. Yeah, there is a cast Twitter. photo of the original. Orange. Yeah, with Sharon as well. Um, <laughs> they're all together. And as you said, the chemistry wasn't quite there. So they had mm. to quickly find someone. And wow, did they luck, luck out because Anita Dobson played it so well. She did. She was such a great character. She just brought so much life to the screen. Didn't yeah. She? Like yeah. she was a, a great landlady. I suppose. Mm. She, I mean, her and Den, they complemented one another. It was uh, the rough and the smooth and one and the other. They, you know, th- their characters were very much that they couldn't be together without there being fights and tension between them. But as, the, as it progressed and they, they started going their own route, they very much discovered that they couldn't really do much apart either, mm. that they, they were... They're almost one and they had to you know, be together in order to be this working unit that was successful when they were apart. They, they were fine. They were never quite the mm. same. I think, well, didn't Sharon say right in like the first year, like, oh, they can't live with each other. They can't live without each yeah. other. And I, I remember I watched the episode where Den comes back in 2004 or five recently and sh- Sharon tells him that Angie's passed away. And he says they're at the Vic and they're talking about all the things that they've done. And he says, you know what? I thought I'd always know if she died. And mm. Sharon says, oh, what do you mean? 
he was like, oh, I don't know. I just thought if she died, I would know somehow. And I thought, well, that's a real link right back to the beginning. Yeah. Where it's that thing of they can't live with each other. They hate each other, but they also love each other. There's always that connection between mm. them. I mean, Angie was buried upon her request next to what was thought to be Den's grave. I know, that's a joke. she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if, he, he, if it had been Den in that grave next to her, perhaps, perhaps he would have had that feeling in mm. heaven somewhere. <laughs> But, um, I mean, she had quite, I mean, to begin with her story arc, she was known, she was meant to have been a woman who has a lot of affairs. And in the first sort of year, she did have two affairs. Yeah, she did. I mean, it was counteract and almost to defy Den with his affair with Jan, who he'd had for a long time. Um, And Mm. so he started off when Den had gone off to do a bit of business. She started an affair, first of all, with Tony Carpenter. Didn't quite work for her character, I don't think, like her having affairs for me. They they soon took that out of her character, didn't they? Well, she, she flirted with a lot of people. Yeah. Like Tony, she had an affair with Tony Carpenter. She had a proper, again, a proper affair with Andy O'Brien, with oh, Miss Andy, God. just before he saved a child from dying. <laughs> and But she also tried her luck with Lofty. She tried it with Wixie. She tried it with Arthur at one point as well. Mm. She would always flirt with someone just to almost make herself feel better that she could still do it, that, you know, Den isn't the only person who loves her so mm. to feel loved almost she that's what she again it's it always comes down to just wanting to be part of something to be, feel loved and be uh, acknowledged that you are there and you exist mm. and she always put on a front didn't she and like people in the vic in public never really saw the real Anne. she always mm. put on a mask which was obviously foreshadowed in the amazing episode when they were in venice and she was following den yes. and she had a mask and she took off the mask and like from there she she did take off her mask and she did show her more Mm. vulnerable state but she was always on show yeah she always and she would say she'd put the slap on and she'd put on this presentation for everyone else at the Mm. bar but behind the scenes she was this you know she had terrible alcoholism Mm. and she was you know she relied on drink very heavily but she was able to hide it so well too Mm. to the point that when she wasn't drinking um people just didn't believe her. She, they, they'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, mm. you, you, you've had a drink. You've and even it. Lou, when she was first time she went sober, Lou Bill said, oh, you know what? She's boring. I mm. preferred her when she was a drink. And it's like, that's the last thing you want to hear. That's the last thing yeah. Ange wants to hear about herself well, is well, that she's boring. For any alcoholic, that's the last yeah. thing you want to hear is that your personality is actually brought out by the alcohol mm. rather than just having your own personality. But, um, there were so many times where she was hopeful and she did come off the alcohol and of course, Dirty Den would do something or yeah. one little thing. And her first answer would be, right, that's the gin then. Yeah. I mean, to talk again about that when she took off the mask when they were in Venice, when she caught Jan and Den. Mm. Accidentally. Even on holiday. Yeah, but Jan, Jan, Jan didn't to. know that he was going to be there. No. I mean, of all the places for Jan to visit at the same time, she visited Venice when they were on their second honeymoon. And this was when this is when Angie had lied and said that she was dying of cancer. So mm. Den felt so... Well, he was guilt-ridden, wasn't he? And he Because he was planning to leave and Angie had heard shot of this. And... So she's made this big lie, this extravagant lie up. So he was so guilted and he felt like responsible to stay with Angie until her mm. last days. And then it got leaked that she had lied when she was at the bar. But when she took off that mask at Venice, that was the moment where she stopped being this straight thinking, able to calculate this plan with Den and suddenly started to drink again. Mm. Um, and then this plan she was in a desperate situation again. And so, yeah, so so this mask that she put on, this not drinking mask is now it's, it was almost roles reversed where the alcohol was her mask. Now the alcohol was her. 
and mm-hmm. not drinking was her mask. She never learned her lesson because we know at that talk that we had with Anita Dobson, she, a year before she announced she was leaving, she wanted to leave. Um, and Julia Smith said, I'll keep this letter in a drawer for a year. Come back to me in a year mm. <laughs> and tell me if you still want to leave because she didn't want her to. So I suppose you you saw the building blocks of what they wanted to do with Ange because they we had like the, the divorce paper bit which is like highest rating of EastEnders. Yes, the Christmas Day episode mm. that everyone knows about, so we don't need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and then the, the next Christmas, it was like the big thing of Ange coming back to the Vic because the Vic was failing without her and, and she was in the Dagmar and it wasn't really working. She didn't get on with the Dagmar. It wasn't mm. her scene. The Vic was her scene. And at the same time, the Vic was failing with just Den at the mm. helm. And they had that big moment where she's like, I'm back in the Vic. I'm back in business with you. We're going to be business partners. And then like, from the new year then is obviously when she decided to leave and mm. that storyline kind of just disappeared and Ange like she went to hospital and she was missing for months at a time and the character kind of sadly to me pitted out a bit yeah I mean she wasn't in the front anymore and mm. the writing almost focused more on instead of their relationship together with Den and Angie it became more about Den mm. um, and Den's direction because they had convinced Leslie Grantham who also wanted to leave at the same time mm-hmm. and the producers realising that that was going to take so much away from the show at the same time that they convinced Leslie Grantham to film all those Dick and Hill scenes um, so mm. they they could keep, keep him, him in no. um, but as you say with Angie they just kind of weakened her and made her a really yeah. meh character and just forgotten and sidelined. It's a shame her last few months because even her exit wasn't like a big explosive exit. Like she was quite tame towards the end. Well, After she... she was in hospital for those months, she was kind of, I guess, kind of sorting her life out. She was because she went to Spain and ended up in a relationship with one of Den's friends, didn't she? Who was also married. Yeah, it was a couple, and they got mentioned again throughout their relationship, Sunny and Ray. Mm. And she went away with them to Spain, and a flame started to be lit between her and Ray, and so an affair started between them. And the plan was that Ray was going to run away with Angie, and they were going to open up a bar in Spain. And Den got wind of this and didn't really care. And as you say, it kind of it almost ruined their the build up up to that point mm. because they were always, as I said, they were always for each other. Like even though they knew they were bad for each other, Den couldn't really think without Angie, and mm. Angie couldn't really think without Den. And as you as you said, up to this point, the story was that they were going to have a business relationship, run a run the Vic together, and presumably they maybe rekindle mm. their love again. I don't know what the plan after. I mean, that. I wonder if the characters it would have worked if. They did let them both go at the same time and they did both leave. I wonder how that would have gone down in like 30 years later now, how we'd be looking back. Mm. But I suppose that then answers lots of questions as to why they wouldn't turn up for this or that. But you hear about things that Angie's doing even after she's left because the last night she leaves is at the housewarming party of Michelle and Sharon's flat. Yes. And And they have like a little three-way conversation in the uh, kitchen but she surprises Sharon doesn't she and just kind of says oh thanks for inviting me to the party um, I'm going bye yeah. gets in a black cab and then basically says to Angie you know I've worked out with my lawyers that you're not getting a penny from me and Angie just doesn't seem to care no Angie's, she's moved yeah well, she's again she's put on that face of um, I've moved on where I don't really think she had I think she had I, at that point I think she really had I think she was looking up into the future and she thought there's nothing here for me anymore mm. and this future in Spain would be better but obviously from Sharon's discretions <laughs> later on we find out that she, yes. she's gone AWOL again started mm. drinking again left Ray and uh, has gone off and disappeared and so mm. no one knows where Angie's gone no so it's sad and then you know years and years later when they're bringing back Den 
we get like a little backstory about what Ange has been up to because Sharon's gone to like take care of Ange in her last sort of moments off screen and they return for her funeral because she's requested to be buried where she was born in London next to Den yeah but um she never did get over her alcoholism because that's eventually what did kill her in the end it did in, in on two counts psoriasis of the liver and dementia linked to her alcoholism mm. so i mean she must have hit that bottle hard she mm. she drank a lot anyway didn't she i mean i used to when we were watching the classic episodes of eastenders she would drink out of not just a 70 you know standard bottle of gin it'd be a pub size like mm. two liter bottle of gin you know that would be a party <laughs> bottle of gin that she'd drink every night yeah, it's quite a shame that they didn't get her back for like like a month or something to show because she would have anita dobson would have been really good at playing angie going into dementia like do you know what i mean yeah. that could have been like a really good sad harrowing storyline mm. for her and sharon so it's a shame she didn't come back just to finish especially finish the job as it were finish, finish her off finish her contract <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean i mean it was around about the same time when she died when they brought den back and the mm. reason they brought den back was to boost up the rating yeah. so you're right i think that it would have been a nice way of mm. you know it, but then we don't know um, if I know she doesn't, no, she doesn't want to go back, but it, it you know, it would have been a short stint. She would yeah. have been going, and it, she would have been guaranteed to be killed anyway. Mm. And like to be having to act at an older Ange going through dementia, it mm. could have given her some real good material. I think. I think it's a shame they didn't. It would have reminded me a bit of Sylvie, mm. you know, the character of Sylvie when they brought Sylvie in. Yeah, that, that would have been you how would have I had imagine that it being. Like wild side of Angie would have come out. Like I can yeah. just, I can picture it now. Like how. How like you know when she lied about to Den and she finally said that she was dying and then she suddenly snapped and went like and she laughed yeah, a bit and nutty a yeah bit I, crazy. I can just I can see it like mm. playing out for about a month on screen it would have been really good I mean you could see again in the classic episodes you can see a bit of Ange and Sharon as well can't you you can mm. see her coming out even though yeah. she's adopted which Sharon likes to remind us in a very early <laughs> episode oh I'm adopted don't you know I'm adopted <laughs> tells us all the time but yeah I mean Angie will always live on with Sharon. Angie and Den really will always live on mm. in Sharon. And we've still got a Watts because we've got Dennis Watts. So the, the bloodline is still there. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't hold out much hope for him. Um, and Vicky, well, she's a Watts. Vicky, but... I'd love Vicky to pop back. But um, there's no side of Ange. We didn't really see her family or she didn't have sisters and things. So no. she really was like a one character family, wasn't she? And like Ange's side. It was just her on her own. Yeah, but... if she was, her family wasn't even mentioned no. by Angie. Mm. So again, there's a dark past there, perhaps that we didn't mm. really learn about when they were first uh, creating the characters. Angie was Pearl, and uh, Sharon was Tracy. Yeah, it just it just sounds so weird, doesn't it? Hearing those, I mean. If they went forward with those names, we probably would have said the same. If they said, "Oh, the name says Angie," is a weird name, but Pearl doesn't suit her. Angie does. Angie's yeah, a, Angie's bit hard, got a bit isn't hard, isn't it? And yeah, a bit of life and character. Mm. But I mean, she'll be forever known as a, an amazing character. She was only mm. on it for like three years, but you know, she she was there at the peak of thirty million. So. Well, she had the peak. She was there when the the, the story mm. broke. On... And I think she was right to leave when she did. I just think it's a shame it wasn't more of an explosive exit back then. But they didn't really do explosive exits back then, did they? I guess not. But they could have done maybe. I, it was a black cab exit. Don't forget, mm. she didn't get Julia's theme. I know, which is shocking. Yeah. Then nor did Den. So See, she should have come back for one more. I mean, that's the only disappointment, I think. I think they could have easily, if they could have just convinced Anita Dobson. Just for a short stint. They could have easily. If only Kate Oates was 
Right there, now, back then, she was just a thought in her mum's eye. But now, yeah. If any, is there a way of bringing her back? They brought Kathy back. Oh, I don't know. No, no, she no, didn't no, die no, on no. screen. I, I genuinely do not suggest that at all. It'd be awful. Although they could bring like a long lost daughter or something. Maybe Angie had a daughter secretly. Yeah, but Angie was infertile because we know that because Dan had Vicky after all those years of trying. So it was. It must have been Ange, which was. Um... Well, no. Look at Sharon. She's not meant to be able to have another kid, and she's popping out number two at yeah, the well, age of fifty. Doctor Truman, don't trust him. No, exactly. Don't trust I his diagnosis. But there you go. That was a nice look at Angie Watts. Yeah. If you and have her any many faces, <laughs> many many masks. If you have any thoughts about Angie that we didn't mention and you want to talk to us about, then email us eastendersweekly at gmail dot com. And as usual, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook group. There you go. And that was Angie Watts first till last. Angie may be gone, but Angie 2.0 has arrived. Her spirit week. is still floating around that square. I mean, how funny that we were talking, we just were talking about Ange, and this week Sharon had that scene where she broke down. Mm. She went, no, nope, I'm going to put my mask on. She put her makeup, it was like so Ange, yeah. so she was putting her makeup back on, so like, no, no one will see me crying. So I like, mean, we didn't predict that at all, <laughs> because we recorded the features, and this is a little thing, we recorded the features in the games before we'd actually do the main recording. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it was such a surprise when she, when she was putting on her slap and we were like, oh my goodness. It worked. We were talking about that. <laughs> it all seems together. Yeah. A few issues with this storyline for me. Oh, well, I mean, no, only one issue, really. Yeah, it's the Thursday episode <laughs> and it, it really much was, again, we'll be talking about some comments because we shouted out on Twitter and Facebook about it and I'll be reading out some comments about your opinions as well about what you thought at what the end of the opinions? show. But our opinions are very split because you didn't like it so much. No. It was um, trouble with, <laughs> right, for me, the trouble of it, I didn't not like it because it's soapy, it's campy, it's Sharon Mitchell, you know. Yeah. Um, but the thing I don't like is that it was more story, but not thinking about the characters. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 it does. Like the characters' actions for that story was not what the character would me. do normally. Mm. It doesn't. Especially suddenly like that. And yeah. a lot of things like don't really make sense. Like uh, Sharon said, um, oh, me and Phil have this warehouse every now and then. It's like, what? What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what, do they own it? Do they rent it? Is it? Do they just use it? Well, maybe they use it for vehicles. Maybe, I mean, Phil had a secret garage, don't forget, <laughs> with that car that he then yes. sold on to Alfie. Alfie. Like, that's just weird. And like, Karen, like before, was like against Sharon and like mm. was against it. And then all of a sudden she'd help drug Keanu. And if you actually think about how they did it, <laughs> like, what did they do? What what did they just drug his drink? The logistics of where how they he? dragged Keanu yeah. together. Yeah, because they, they drugged Up him, the didn't stairs. they? I mean, where do they get this drug that Sharon seems to readily be able to get available? <laughs> yeah. is Apparently that... they used Mitch's van, they said, to drive him there. Oh, but again, like... so Mitch is involved with this as well, is he? <laughs> Yeah, it's just really weird. So I don't oh, really like it. Maybe they use it. Suddenly hit me. Maybe they used Dina's or Dinah's wheelchair to wheel him into the location. They would have given that back to the NHS if mm, they're good true. citizens. Well, oh, yeah, this is Karen. That's true. She stole a bench. But it doesn't ring true because Karen was so against Sharon and then she mm. then agreed to drug Kian. Like It's like, what? So I, many things could have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. I must admit that was one thing that I... I but then, I, and I say this about some stories and I very much believe it with this, this occasion. Sometimes just suspend belief. Just to let the camp out. Yeah, but it's, the only reason is because the episode before was so good and mm. like the cliffhanger was, Sharon said, Phil that's it, I've got to tell you something. And like I was expecting like a nice, like loads of scenes with Phil and Sharon like 
talk about their relationship and you know like yeah, real yeah. just camera on them sort of thing mm-hmm. and that's what i was expecting next episode and i got literally the opposite it was weird how they never resolved that wasn't it mm. and i know it was done on purpose so they well they resolved it on friday in like one sentence didn't they oh yeah she, uh, she asked him about how it's dangerous to be pregnant like being old or tests or something that's right some weird test and feels like are you sure you're okay with yeah. not being the test being like, tested oh, and so a... yeah yeah. bit of a cop out and it just seems like really pointless like what were they planning to do when he woke up just being like oh it's us you can go now well no they were scaring him that's why Sharon kept saying just wait just wait we've got to scare him he's not scared enough yet I, I don't know if she's got some kind of scareometer app on her phone so she's like oh Keanu's yeah. on 50% <laughs> what was the last thing that Keanu saw was he just having a glass of milk in his flat and he became unconscious or what maybe Sharon got her bats out and just shook him <laughs> around a little bit and he's like wow wow woo oh it's just there's a lot of answer questions. And also, I feel robbed that we, it seems it was so camp and out of the ordinary, mm. we didn't get to see Sharon shimmy up after Keanu, of uh, that thing. Keanu had a stunt double for the occasion. <laughs> I know. But no one else did. And yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see Sharon's stunt double, a woman <laughs> or a man, for that matter, with a, like a blonde wig on, just yeah, doing a bit of parkour In around. trainers. She, I mean, right, we knew something was going to happen as soon as we saw the white trainers. Mm. I mean, running woman Sharon was that. The uh, first time we saw those trainers, remember? Yes. Was the first ever scene of Karen and Keanu in the car together. That was the first time where there was that little thing between, do you remember? It's when she threw that thing. She yeah, threw it was a when Dennis, object, Dennis yeah. was being kidnapped. And her and Keanu sat in the car next to each other and everyone online was like, what's this? Oh, like, what, that before was like the, Shiano? Yeah, that yeah. was like the first little hint. We all suspected it. Because it's all in the trainers. Yeah, because Keanu looked after Dennis when he needed the protection. Mm. Yeah, oh, I love that. We got still somewhere as well, a picture of her when she, after she's just thrown the uh, <laughs> thing and one leg's like slightly bent in and the other one. And it's just, I love those white trainers. Mm. But it just seems pointless because then like Friday, it was like it just didn't happen. Like it didn't really do anything they had their little chat on top of the roof i guess the fact that on instagram and on twitter the actors all posted pictures of the day their day out as it were when they did it to me meant that they it was a knowing wink at the audience to say you know what we know this is silly we know this is dark over the top but come on just just Mm. get on board and enjoy it and i did i i enjoyed it i love i really did love every minute of it i just the ridiculousness of it the fact that sharon was able to jump over the rooftops the same as keanu yeah, but also she slapped karen she was knocked out oh yeah that was great in one like slap with blood pouring out her nose. yeah and then all of a sudden she was like at the bottom like saying to keanu don't jump like keanu was looking like what was Ka- what was his plan he was mm. about to jump off the building <laughs> And then, all, like, literally, like, 40 seconds later, Karen was upstairs. I know. It was, like, 12 <laughs> flights of stairs. But also, that then brings out the possibility in Keanu that his decision was to jump over a building in order to escape, not just take the same stairs that Karen's just taken yeah. to get out. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's, I just <laughs> what was loved his, what it. What was he doing? Because there wasn't, like, another roof for him to jump on. It was just yeah, an think, open car park. Because no, Karen was below him. No, I think he was going to do, like, the jump and roll, you know, what, when you do a jump and roll. A big jump. <laughs> it's Keanu. And he had a stunt double, so it's all fine. Don't, don't yeah, you a bit let down that he had a stunt double, actually. Well, he did that shimming out of Louise's bedroom. That was like his practice. Oh, yeah, he did it? that himself, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, they should have a stunt double do that. <laughs> Although I loved it, he just shown it to be quite obvious. I mean, I didn't I didn't spot the stunt double, but it was for the wide shots when you saw him on the edge of the building. Oh, it wasn't when he was climbing up that like metal thing, was it? Was that Keanu's bum? Or was that stunt double's bum? I don't know. <laughs> 
it was someone's bum. Someone's, That's a good someone's fucking bum. check. Yeah. Slow motion. Maybe it's Joey's bum, like the episode of Friends when he uh, <laughs> was in the shower. Like I say, the, the premise was that Keanu all the whole time thought that Phil was the one who kidnapped him. You quite quickly realised, because of the the stuff on Tuesday. Yeah. You quite quickly realised it was Sharon. <laughs> and then Ka- the, the biggest shock for me was, like you say, when Karen came into shot, shot and she was and you were like oh my god they're in this together yeah, why was why was sharon wearing like gloves <laughs> she like took off her gloves like, she, she doesn't want to get caught yeah <laughs> she gets found out because well they're gonna know Candy was gonna know sharon exactly. anyway because she's gonna walk in and be like surprise yeah so the whole thing was point like what do they want to get from it i don't understand they wanted to scare him yeah, that but... was what they said okay they go on what scared on. me it would it, it entertained me <laughs> but as i said it's it very very much a mixed Bag. It felt like, sorry, EastEnders, BBC, but it felt like they just made that just so they can put it in the trailer. So the trailer looked exciting and it was just plotted in. Yeah, but a lot of it not, wasn't in the trailer because I was thinking yeah, to him myself. Him running across the rooftops were and him in that Waking warehouse. up in the, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was just made purely for trailer. Sorry. Oh, just to make it. I'm glad of that as well because it made me excited. And I didn't, I genuinely did not feel let down by it. That's something you maybe look no, at. No, but if you actually look into it, it doesn't really make any sense. But really. Then it's a soap. And it doesn't need to give you a moral at the end of every episode. It doesn't need an education at the end of every episode. Sometimes you just want to sit there, have a mug of tea, a bar of dairy milk, and just get entertained. And in, in this occasion, I was entertained. We'll see. What other things? <laughs> oh, oh, there's loads more, though, that happened. Ben got very jealous mm. because he feels like Keanu's uh, getting himself into the Mitchell family now. He's Ben's been quite Louise. a nice family guy this week, actually. He's yeah. Supporting his sister, Louise, at the baby scan. Trying to be nice to his dad. He seems to have just given up on his plan. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. He's, just, okay. he's so much better when he's normal, Ben. Mm, mm. He doesn't need to be this big evil overlord. I mean, it's fine that he came in with a bang, but now they've kind of toned it down a little bit, brought it back down to seven and six, mm. and that's fine. Um, I mean, I would like to see a bit more of Angry Ben. We're kind of going now wanting the direction of Callum and Ben. Oh, yeah. So I think the him being toned down makes better sense if we're heading that direction, mm. uh, rather than vengeful. Someone needs to look after Callum. He seems to be very lost. <laughs> Just like a tap. Oh, don't mention his hat. Um, but we also had, after the over-the-top stuff of the kidnapping, we had some sensible scenes where Sharon and Keanu kind of agreed to disagree to not, like, carry on their thing. She was happy it was over, it was what it was, and they were going to be move on. Yes, they've... Allegedly. Been... I did think when they were in the kitchen he was about to kiss her, though. Oh, really? No. But then Phil, like, walked in and opened the door. I did like the look that Sharon gets her big wide eyes and... <laughs> With her, eye, her eyelashes when he walked through the door. And they agreed to. It was nice what they had. It was really exciting. It was oh, a yeah. lovely time of their lives. Mm. But let's just... We know they've just put a pin in it for now. Yeah, it's too hot. It's far too hot. Shianu is a summer love story. It's been going for now. Wait, last summer, wasn't it? It started. Yeah, nearly a year. Sharon's summer of love. God, I can't believe it's been a year since the <laughs> Shianu story began. Yeah, when he was fixing her plumbing and his t-shirt got all wet and her lip her lip went a quiver when he gave her a little <laughs> kiss on the cheek so they've put a pin in it and then he then takes the opportunity to um pop the question yeah, to with, with the family ring the taylor ring mm-hmm. sharon was a bit upset also because um the, they said the baby was baby taylor <laughs> and uh, sharon was a bit like oh, maybe this is, is my <laughs> baby taylor but but she's she's adamant to keanu that it's not his baby mm, not that she really knows well she doesn't she can't no. possibly know so. i'm presuming is it a bit too late now? It wasn't that night when... It wasn't the handcuff night. It was the other 
night when she then I've said no and then they did it one last time. Yeah, in no, the right, right. arches. <laughs> yes. That that's when it was conceived. That seems to be the scene of that the crime week. for Shiano, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I mean it's I think it's obvious that the road we're heading down is that Ben is going to find out about Shiano because he's already seen a few hints mm. where she was touching Keanu gently yeah, and, he's getting in the gossip, yeah. he? and he's he's already kind of dropped it a little a little bit into conversation with Sharon and Sharon's kind of denied it <laughs> so yeah I think this is this is going to be a tip-top story and again Ben's involvement and again it'll be something that would be good for revenge and destroying his dad which we need to remember mm. was the reason Ben's returned he's meant to be destroying his father no you take him down take him building down. him up taking him down taking him down again so his nice side to his dad might just be very well that he's building him up and trying mm. to encourage him but he does seem to have that jealous streak against Keanu he doesn't quite mm. like Keanu getting well he might it. find out about Sharon Keanu and then Keanu might find out about him and Callum and then he'll have something on Ben to keep him quiet for oh, a few weeks love it I love a bit of double blackmail <laughs> sounds fun hello Ben and Alex this is Tanya here that plays Rainy nice to meet you have a great evening see you bye bye right so next up we have a little mini Carter storyline Literally, Ollie, the little mini Carter. Yeah. Yeah, because Linda is still getting quite upset about the thought of him being autistic. And mm. Mick is very much, feels like it's quite urgent now that they need to find out exactly what's wrong with Ollie. And it's not helped when uh, Karen, first of all, dismissively doesn't give any advice or help to them. And then she got her own troubles. She's got a plan of drugging and a kidnap. Well, yeah, yeah, little yeah. did we know. And she's got to find the family ring later on in the week. Yeah. So much going on. And so, yeah, so dismisses Linda asking her questions, first of all. You know, I mean, Linda didn't approach it very subtly when she said, the first thing she said is, oh, you know what it's like. You have two that aren't normal. <laughs> you know, that's that's going to gonna upset yeah. someone quite quickly. It's, it's a whole new world to Linda, though. So mm. I, I think when she, did, when she said it, she thought, oh, no, wait, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no. So it is a whole new world for her. So she's, I, I give her that grace. But um, she has caught Karen at a bad time. Yes, she did. And um, Karen did go in to then speak to Linda, but she caught Mick, which mm. then, no more secrets, Mick. Yeah. There's another secret now. Yeah, another another uh, <laughs> Carter secret. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so frustrating when Mick and Linda, every time, kind of make up the ground and say, right, everything mm. is out, on the, out in the open, put on the table, we're going to be honest with one another, and then yet another thing is hidden from them. And from it's so, there. like, need, no, it doesn't need to be a secret, really. No, it really doesn't. I mean, Linda, the reason Linda said, no, we need to wait our turn was because, because of that conversation she had with Karen because Karen you know dismissed her mm. problem as being nothing to worry about and if all Mick has to say is oh I've actually had a conversation with Karen since she's advised that really we should get Ollie looked mm. at before school because Ollie starts school in September and then we can make sure he gets in the right classes he gets the right benefits he gets the right care and attention that he needs mm. before he starts that's a you know simple five minute conversation right there I mean, but no you... he books it himself yeah. do you think that Linda doesn't want to rush it because in herself she thinks if they get the diagnosis, then there's no going back. Like, do you think she's almost in a bit of denial? Like, Yeah, well, I agree with that. That's why she doesn't want to rush it, because she knows that he probably is autistic, but mm. having it confirmed is like... It's the biggest fear. She doesn't want, I guess. But yeah. I keep seeing people online saying, oh, they're acting like this is like a illness diagnosis, and they're being a bit dramatic. Like, being autistic isn't the end of your child's life and stuff. Of course it isn't. And that's why that scene with Karen in the Vic was important, because mm. she did. She explained it incredibly well. And it's it's not 
the yeah as you say it's not the end of the child's life it's just the beginning mm. of a new life for the child who'd be able to be a much brighter and happier child by knowing this this yeah. diagnosis i mean mick you know secrets his secret this time was that he wants to go private and he does arrange it doesn't give the man a phone number though <laughs> says, it's mick carter i want to go private Call yeah, me back. Yeah. the vic <laughs> square <laughs> um so he's arranging private things and obviously isn't telling linda so mm. but, but linda linda is a bit worried about the cost of things as well and again this was a big oh, issue no. two years ago about yeah. the cost of things not another money story i'm with carters yeah i mean we still haven't explained how whitney paid for a dog crate mm, vincent yeah well, vincent, on vincent's credit card well, we don't know. Kim could claim it back, couldn't she? She should. She should. Kim in a court. situation should for a dog crate. Take it to Judge Rinder or something like that in one of those TV courts. Mm. Right. Next up, we have. Oh my God. We have a game. I. Is that a ghost? I see. <laughs> Is that a bright light? I can see in the distance. Don't follow the light, Ben. Hello. Hello. Now, you may have thought, because of what we said earlier in the show about Halfway's Hats being buried ceremoniously by Tony Clay. Rest in um, peace. <laughs> that you may have thought, well, that's the end of Halfway's Hat, the game. Well, certainly I thought that was the end of the game. The, the very short-lived and loved game, Halfway, Where's Halfway's Hat? Well, we're on to the new chapter of his life. Oh, is... Because even though he's been buried right. and he's presumed dead... <laughs> Has he gained his wings? Well, he has been contacting me in my dreams. What, through Derek Akora? Mm. Oh my God, through the the Long Island medium? I think I'm a medium now, because oh. he's actually been contacting me from the grave. You need to start talking in a New York accent <laughs> and put on like a big poof haircut. So I've managed to get a few things from him, because it is halfway high, still a bit lost, a bit confused oh dear. about things that are around him. So he sent me a few messages... Um, do you want to hear from him? See if he's, of how course he's I did. I, th- I thought we would never hear from him again. I'm, I'm glad to hear he's still there. Right. Hello, Halfway's Hat here. <laughs> I seem to have woken up in a strange, bright white place with lots oh. of clouds. I can see mm. quite a few people here. Oh, There's good. one person who's coming up to me. Maybe you could help me find out who they are. Has he gone to the great EastEnders grave in the sky? I think so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but at the moment he's up, not down. So that's good. But he's been a good hat. Yeah. He's not done anything wrong. But maybe in the future he'll visit down as well. <laughs> who knows? Depends who he's chatting to at the time. Oh, I see. So basically the new premise of this <laughs> is... Um, Stick with us. Obviously he's in EastEnders heaven or hell. Right. So he wants to know... Before he introduces himself to people up there, he wants to know who they are so he knows their name. That's polite. See, halfway hat. This is why he went immediately up. You see, because he's polite <laughs> and he he graciously introduces himself and gets himself known mm, before right. he then. <laughs> so as usual, he sent me three things. This time it's something he can smell, mm-hmm. something he can see, right, and something he can hear. It's good that he still has his senses in heaven. Exactly, mm. and all these senses relate to the mysterious figure in front of him who is possibly an ex-Eastlands character who's died. Okay. <laughs> so This is so tenuous. I where did it. you want to go first? What so, you can smell, what you can see and what he can hear. Okay. I am going to go 
slap bang in the middle and say, what can he see? Okay. I can see they like to wear cardigans, brooches, and ties. Cardigan, brooches, and ties? Mm. See, I was straight going for a female, and then as soon as you said ties, I thought, well, hang on. Do females not wear ties? Well, females, of course they wear ties, but um, <laughs> it, you would think it's more of a male thing. But then uh, brooches and t- I'm presuming it's an elderly, so I'm someone who died elderly. Mm. That's what, that's my, yeah, okay. okay. Well, so I want to know what... what he can smell and what he can hear <laughs> I wanna, in heaven. I want to know, know what he can smell. What does heaven smell like? I can smell lavender perfume. Mm, that's not very helpful. <laughs> lavender. Um, lavender. I think who would, what type of person would wear lavender perfume? But she, yeah, it's perfume. So again, I don't get me wrong. Men can wear perfume, but you tend would call it a cologne or mm. an aftershave. So halfway's hat would use the correct terminology. Yeah, I think he's, he's he's a bit more old-fashioned, old halfway's hat. <laughs> so um, you know, he was made from wool from the wartime. So. Okay, I'm going. It's, it's definitely female, so I'm gonna to have to go for the last clue. Um, what what's he? What's what you can hear? Here, yeah. I can hear some cheap Christmas music playing. <laughs> cheap Christmas music. I'm presuming this is a character from EastEnders. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Not like Merry Christmas or something like no. that. No. Okay. No, they all relate to the character in some way. Christmas. Music. Maybe how they died. Cheap. Maybe something they liked or how they look. Cheap Christmas. Is what I'm music. assuming from Halfway's yeah. Hat. Cheap Christmas. Who died at Christmas? So many people died at Christmas. Well, this is the new stage of Halfway's Hat the game, so the difficulty has now increased <laughs> for everyone at yes, home. Yes, you say that, but I'll, I'll make a wild guess thinking I'm right, <laughs> told I'm wrong, and then we'll throw it out to people and they'll all start bullying me again. This might as well just be called Bully Alec. <laughs> um, right, so... Uh, so it smells like lavender perfume. Right. Oh, it's not. cardigans, a... brooches, ties. Isn't the actor who played, not a love interest, but a friend for Pauline Flower, Flower. For, <laughs> for Pauline Fowler, mm. his name, the actor who played him, Derek, was Ian Lavender. Is this a little subtle hint from Halfway no, Derek's Hat? not dead. Oh, you mean it's Pauline? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So. Because of the lavender connection, <laughs> brooch cardigans. Would Pauline wear a tie? Pauline would wear a tie, I think. I'm... She does wear a tie sometimes with her like brown suit that she always wears a special That's occasion. Right. So wears... what about Christmas music? But she died at Christmas, mm. didn't she? She died in the middle of the square. With... Lots of people died at Christmas. With... True, <laughs> but this was this... and it snowed as well. This is a little <laughs> microclimate. I'm going for it. I am going to say that Halfway's Hat has introduced himself in heaven. To Pauline Fowler. Or to the second matriarch of the show. Mm-hmm. He's starting off high, isn't he? Well, let's we see if you're correct or not, shall we? Go on, then. No, they aren't responding to that name. <laughs> responding? Oh, I guess I'm going to be alone up here oh. forever. For <laughs> sake. Make me feel bad, Halfway's Hat. Thanks He's for gonna that. He's going to have no friends now, because he used the wrong name to introduce himself to that person. Oh no, that's not a good start, is it, in heaven? He's going to be thrown out now, straight down to hell. Well, he's going to have to rely on the kindness of strangers, a.k.a. our listeners. So if they can guess who Halfway Sat is trying to introduce himself to in heaven, (laughs) 
<laughs> um, then hopefully he'll make a friend. But if not, he's going to be a bit lonely yeah. up there. There's no prize. It's just the pr- well, we'll read out your name. Anyone who gets it yeah, correct, exactly. we'll read out your name on the, sh- on the show. It's a prize in itself. There you go. Um, so we thought halfway that was dead. Not quite. Just to let you know, you can contact us on Twitter at Eastenders Week, Instagram at Eastenders Weekly Podcast. Find our Facebook group and ask to join. And you can email us eastendersweek at gmail.com. Send us your answers of who Halfway's hat was speaking to in heaven. And mm. the clues one more time. Um, I can smell lavender. They wear cardigans, brooches and ties. <laughs> <laughs> and they can hear cheap Christmas music. Mm. Mm, cheap Christmas music. Ooh, a clue there. Yeah, you're emphasizing <laughs> that a bit there. Okay. Well, it's nice to hear back yeah. from him after so, this. So, yeah, let us know who you think it was. And also, if you can have an official title for the new game, because at the moment, that was Halfway Hat in Heaven. <laughs> so, miracles really do happen. I'm going to have a seance tonight, and I'm going to find out exactly who that person is. <laughs> Or persons was who was speaking to Halfway's hat. But don't forget, you guys can get in touch and let us know too. Mm-hmm. So we have Miriam and Ashad got a storyline. They're back. Good. I really enjoy them when they are on the screen. I agree with you. I think they're really good characters, and they've got they've got a history built into them, which mm. doesn't hasn't been explored yet. But now we know that there was a a little secret that they did notice, but kept quiet, kept to themselves. Yeah, but well, now Miriam, it's been, yeah, yeah, Miriam did. Mm. But now yeah. it's been brought out by Billy. Mm. Yes, because he is getting upset about Adam being the best dad. Yeah. Um. So he goes, right, that's it. I'm off to Miriam and Asha. They'll sort them out. So he, you know, he tattles the tea. He tattles and tails. <laughs> and yeah, and he, he basically says that he knows that Habiba and Adam are having an affair behind mm. Honey's back. And Ashad automatically says, nope, that's not right. Yeah. That's, he's, that's like a sister to her. To he him. throws Billy out the house. Mm. He's like, nope, don't you start these vicious rumours. I don't want you spreading this muck around the square. But Miriam's there with a little cheeky smile. Well, she's not smiling. She's guilt-ridden. Yeah. You can tell she's, she knows. she's wringing her own wrists mm. because she's she's worried that there's something she's noticed herself in the past because she says to um Arshad that she had noticed that there was flirting, mainly on Habiba's part. Yeah, and she said, um, she said something like Habiba had that silly little crush or something, didn't mm. she, in the past? So it must be something they know because Ikra also knew about it, didn't she? Like way back when. Well, um, yeah, because she said when it got brought back into the mm. open a couple of weeks ago, Ikra was like, "Oh, why are you doing this to yourself again?" again? Yeah. yeah. So everyone must—it must have been like a known thing in the family. Mm. I guess they thought it was just Habiba one-way crush. Yes, I mean, Adam quite rightly didn't pursue it because Habiba was far too young mm. when the crush was first around. So stopping him now. But now she's of age, mm. he's uh, quite he's quite accepting of it. <laughs> well, very much so. He's accepting yeah. her into his arms. And of any restaurant to take Honey to, even though he's having an affair with someone who works there, <laughs> yes. he took her to Wolford East, which wasn't the best move. No. I mean, he was meant to be going on a date with Habiba mm. and let her down. And again, Miriam reassured Arshad and said, I've got it all in control. And she can see the disappointment when Habiba gets the message. So do you think Miriam had already spoken to Adam at this point or kind of put no. a word in his ear? No, she had a little plan going. Mm. Because she, she visits a... him later, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she had a Lou Bill plan. It's what I got from her. She had it all calculated in her head exactly what was going to say, what was going to do. Because she went up to um, them both on their meal, mm. um, Adam and Honey, and she said, she was being quite cheeky, wasn't she? A bit coy. she was saying. Yeah. Uh, where she was like, she was saying, oh, Habiba needs to find a nice gentleman. Maybe you could find a nice young gentleman for him, Adam. And she like mm. stared at him and 
he was a bit suspicious about why she was saying this. You could tell he was feigning a smile. Mm-hmm. He, he, this wasn't something he was happy to go forward with. Um, but Honey was very excited about it. Honey the matchmaker. Oh, she's yeah. at it again. She loves it. <laughs> she was really up for the idea. Well, Honey would be because of the uh, rumour in the back of her head that Billy's told her. So maybe she's like, yes, her people get her people a date. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's very true. So Honey would probably be very encouraging and wanting mm. to put this plan to effect as well. Was it um, interesting to you when Ashad saw Habiba and he said, where are you going dressed like that? Mm. So he wasn't very approving of the way she was dressed. I don't know if that's like a, a I, character trait of his. Yeah, it might be just he's a bit old school. He, you know, he mm. thinks perhaps a skirt should be a certain length. I don't think it was linked to any kind of religious no. uh, reasons. I just think he's a man of a certain vintage who thinks <laughs> that you know women should dress perhaps in a certain way, mm. not in a not in a kind of a sexist manner. I don't think because I can't imagine him being in that no. that vein. But um. Yeah, I mean, again, it made maybe it made him a bit suspicious of who he was seeing because she said, "Oh, I'm going out with the girls tonight." Mm. I mean, do you? I, I haven't gone out with the girls for a long time. Do you, do you dress up to, to that oh, standard? Yeah. yeah, is that what you normally wear? Is it yeah. best perfume? <laughs> Put the slap on. <laughs> You're there. Oh yeah. All right, good. But um, yeah. So obviously, wondering where this is going to go. She keeps wanting to invite all of them for a dinner together. Mm. So I'm assuming Habiba and Honey are all going to be at dinner together again. And... It's going to be looks in the kitchen and things. I think, yeah, and Habiba's going to be really upset, isn't she? There's going to be crying. There's going mm. to be snot flying about everywhere. Yeah, we need to get this story moving now. Mm. It's, it's so pity-patty. Yeah, slow, slow, slow. Yeah. But I must say one thing, and that is that Billy, who's never been... I've never been in Billy fan no. club, let's be honest, hands Not up. Not even at the beginning. No, but actually, this honest, not being stupid billy mm. is a nice departure from the billy that we've grown fool, to find yeah. you know in the past he's even stepping up with lola as well and i i Ugh. this is the billy but this is the billy i quite liked because when we first introduced billy he he didn't want to look after jamie and he just he was only there just mm. you know, he was almost a furniture he slightly just, violent yeah and violent and drank a lot then he became a bit more part of the furniture a bit, a bit of a mitchell and he's just slowly slowly become a bit of a minty kind of like a joke character mm. Again, it, and I, I've said this with other characters. Now he's got his teeth in something. Actually, I quite like Billy. I'm enjoying the Billy the mm, character. I don't Billy. like him, but he's bear, more bearable. Yeah, I wouldn't say I like him. It's yet. just a shame that again, this is this ultimately going to end up with Billy and Honey. Yeah, and it, I think Billy. I think really Billy should say, "Oh, you know what? I I did this for you, Honey, but I think we still don't work together." Mm. And so you still look for someone and I'll look. Oh, Billy would never say that. But I know he won't. No. Honey might, but Billy wouldn't. No, this is ultimately for Billy and for the Billy and Honey uh, relationship. Too. Yeah, but then they're just back to where they started like four years ago. I agree. I agree. But then I think, yeah. Kill him off. <laughs> well, <laughs> a bit extreme. Give him give him a, uh, a storyline with Max. Make Max hate him as well. Yeah. Make, make Max kill um, Honey or Janet and then make it Billy's fault. No, no, he did it. Yeah, there you go. Max could, both Max could jump out, uh, dr- uh, drive out of Maximum Motors, hit Lola. Billy's like, what have you done? Max is like, it's your fault! <laughs> and then chases him around the square. <laughs> Why not? Flawless. Right, the last storyline is a little bit of Whitney, a little bit of Callum, a little, little bit, bit of Tiff. A little bit of Tiff, yeah. Yeah, I like a bit of wit around the ears. Mm. Apparently, Bianca, you know, being mum of the year of ignoring Tiffany for <laughs> over a year while she was in a gang and dealing drugs, mm. she's made up for it by sending £5,000 to Whitney. Yeah, Whitney's one and only true love. Money. 
Because it, it she was very happy is. when she saw that, wasn't she? she oh, well away. Presents and money. That's all Whitney wants. Oh, and a house and a flat. <laughs> oh, we need a flat of our own. And a holiday, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe a holiday and once a, wedding. a year. <laughs> and a horse. A pet, dog. <laughs> Gay boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> You've already got one of those, Whitney. That's true. So, yeah, she was doing bridesmaids' dresses. Trying to plan the wedding, doing yeah. a bit of a joke on um, Tiff. Well, because Tiff doesn't want anything to do with. Not sorry, that's unfair. Not that she wants nothing to do with the wedding, but she's she's already been to one of her weddings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she turned she's, up last time. She's didn't done she? it once before. She doesn't want to do it again. It's just too much effort. I mean, now. that was quite a throwback, saying that she didn't like the bridesmaid's dress from last wedding, mm. and that actually was said when that wedding happened. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, another continuity. Another wonderful moment from the continuity team. I mean, give those guys a pay rise. Yeah. Well, give us a pay rise. Give us some rise. <laughs> some pay. Yeah. So yeah, that was like a little joke thing and obviously Keegan was walking by with his group of mates and saw Tiffany in the outfit. Yes. Made fun of her but then uh, as an aside said, but you know, you look good in a bin bag. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're bit well right. Um or yeah. Or as Phil would say a bit of a sort. That's how oh. he describes um, Kathy and Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's nice though, isn't it? The Tiff and Keegan, their relationship's getting back together again. You mm. think you're quite hopeful. Tiff is obviously still very troubled by Bernie because Bernie still can't quite <laughs> let go of Tiff. Mm. And Tiff feels responsible for Bernie's obsession with her. But why was Tiff pretending to be that person online like that's not going to help bernie at all i well, don't get it in the short in the long term no it's a ridiculous it just idea so she's out of the way so she can date keegan yeah so reason. she feels good about herself so tiff has done it so she can forgive herself and then start dating keegan yeah, but knowing someone will be fake online and doesn't probably turn up or ever want to meet you is probably not going to make her feel good about herself but no ultimately no <laughs> i mean she would have been i don't know she would have been better off actually finding a real person. Mm. And, and Did you uh, see the p- profile picture that Bernie used as well <laughs> for her thing? It's like, you know those pictures Ricky Gervais posts on uh, Twitter when he's got his chin right, right mm. down, he's in the bath? It it's did awful. look a bit like, like that. bad lighting, know, the hair Bernie. was all scrunched up in a bun. It was I mean, awful. I know. I, did, I mean, Bernie it's really just a needs... close-up of just her face. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like... it took the whole circle, the it picture, didn't it? It was awful. She could have used a better photo. Well, I agree, again. But, but we don't know the rest of her pictures, though. Maybe she takes a better... main one. That was the first yeah. thing you see. That's her icon, isn't awful. it? Awful. You said awful three times. Well, I couldn't. When I any saw more, it, any I more verbs like, to use? <laughs> no. Terrible. <laughs> Shocking. Upsetting. Oh, upsetting. Yeah. It she can do you. better. Mm. I mean, surely Bernie is a bit savvy because she's got a brand new mobile phone as well, isn't it? Because Tiff said, "Oh, you know, using your new mobile phone, you're going to get loads of dates because that's how you get dates." You know, you think she's tech advanced enough to know or spot that perhaps a fake profile picture is being used and mm. speaking to her yeah, on a Tiff dating was app. encouraging her, so she was probably taking Tiff's encouragement, wasn't she? Like sucking it all in yeah. and then throwing it back out her on the actual dating app. I mean, it's really nice to see Tiff and Keegan together. They're a nice couple. Really like Tiff two and Two good young actors. Mm. The future of the show, those two. Yeah, yeah. They're some of the top talents and putting them together, it's good. And it's been a long time coming as well. It's all the way back from when they had that commemorative evening of drinking for... Uh, oh, yeah, in E20. Yeah, for... Bex and Louise. For Shaquille, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played Spin the Bottle. <laughs> and their first kiss. Oh, they kissed each other. Yeah, their oh, yeah. first kiss. Their very first kiss. So it's been a long time coming. But again, ruined by some inconsiderate person who decided to uh, abuse Tiff a few mm. months back. It seems so, like slotted in this storyline it seems so, i was saying to you when we we're watching it it's like it's so unnecessary to have this happen to tiff 
Like, especially when yeah. we just had the Ruby storyline mm. not even a year ago. But then the Ruby, and again, I think we talked this to death last time, but the Ruby story was about consent. This was yeah, very and much. This guy started going on about consent to her. Well, no, he didn't. He just said, you... I suppose you, he did. He, he said did, you wanted it. Yeah, didn't and you? you didn't say no. And yeah. like, you didn't. You liked, like, it was like, I was like, I forgot to say, not, they've literally condensed the whole year of Ruby storyline into one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Jack broodingly She, she, she had the, the conf- confrontation, the getting over it, mm. the start, middle and end of the storyline all in one go. But it just seems a bit like, do you really need to do that to Tiff? Have her be a rape victim? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. why did you have to do it to another character? But again, it was nice to see Tiff showing strength in her adversity, you know, to show that this hasn't made her, this hasn't created her character as yeah, being but wasn't her being groomed by the gang like enough like mm. to show how she's gotten over it well she was groomed by jagger yeah well no oh evie, evie. yeah she was groomed by evie so it... that was an interest that was a twist on the story wasn't it because mm. it was a female character grooming her um and she you know you didn't really establish whether it was just her being young she didn't really love evie but she liked the power that evie gave mm. her they kind of evacuate infatuated with her she didn't evacuate with her <laughs> no she did didn't she she ran away for a she little did, bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just think it's just like you don't need to put that on a character mm. and like it's been a bit like blase like how it's happened like she mentioned it to jack like a while ago and then she's not really seen to be troubled by it and then well, she doesn't want the police involved she doesn't want people yeah. knowing she wants to deal with it in her own mind space mm. and and again this is an extension of that this week where she you know went to, up to him and said you don't scare me anymore you need to leave and you know otherwise you know i'm gonna let people i will let people know i'll start mm. shouting out about it it just seems a bit like some random character i don't know it's just it's just so similar to the ruby one that was just a random guy Mm. And then they just done it to Tiff again. It wasn't a random guy. It was a reunion party oh, yeah, for Wolford High, Martin's, Martin's yeah. old friends. We didn't know Martin was so popular at school, mm. but apparently he was. But um, yeah, Frasier. I don't think we've even seen him in the gang before, have we? I don't think he's been part of the gang. I mean, the gang used to change faces every <clears throat> week, didn't it? Sticks. The, sticks. I love sticks. And as Bunnied. we all know, sloth. <laughs> we all love sloth. But there was never Frasier. Mm. So Frasier. I just think it's just a bit like it's not necessary. Yeah, it, did, it, it you're right, it felt a bit shoehorned. It's quite damaging for a character, like, emotionally, for, like, a young girl like that, to just throw it in the way they did. Yeah. And also, it, it made Keegan, because this path with Keegan as well has been that he's been a bit more sympathetic, he's been a lot more understanding. Yeah, especially and she, like, looked at him, and then he was all like... Yeah, it was like, oh, obviously, you, you fancy him, so why are you with me? And, and you know, Tiff quite rightly didn't... I kind of open up and say, oh, actually, this happened. Yeah. You know, she was like, well, if, if you're going to be like that, then there's no point us going on. Keegan was really quite nasty about mm. it. And it's like, oh, so there is still that part side of Keegan yeah. left inside he of him. Breaks flowers. and the... Yeah. <laughs> Digs up dirt and throws it at Denise, you know. <laughs> so, he, yeah, it, it's a shame because they kind of broken Keegan a little bit, a character that we've all kind mm. of grown to enjoy and quite respect him for what he's done in the past few weeks with Bailey and yeah. you know it just seems a shame they, they yeah they kind of destroyed that and and the relationship we liked as well because we do like Keegan mm. and I'm Tiff. sure it's not destroyed I'm sure they'll continue eventually but we but, all, yeah but it's going to be such a horrible because obviously a confession is going to come at some point then yeah. from Tiff and it's going to involve Keegan and mm. but but we know this hasn't ended because Jack Jack stared at them as they left the fish and chip yeah. shop. He's getting revenge on underage boys too. Yeah, just I know. Like it's, Max. it's a Branning thing. <laughs> the Brannings love to beat up young boys. Mm. So I don't know what Jack's going to do. Is he going to threaten them? Probably mm. get some of his mates. The police. Yeah, I mean because because of the trailer again. This isn't a spoiler because it is in the trailer. But Jack gets arrested. 
Mm. Um, and and in the trailer, it's Keegan and Tiff who are talking to one another mm. um, as it's happening. So yeah, so we know this story is is, is to carry on. Brannings aren't using their brains again, are they? <laughs> Brannings don't have much to spare, to be fair. <laughs> Lovely. I think that's the that's the week, isn't it? It is all wrapped up. It's Wolford all wrapped up. Lovely. What a week. Shall we uh, jump in to see who won the week? Yes. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. So uh, this is the part of the show which we always do at the end where we read out your tweets, your messages on Facebook and your emails. And we also answer who won the week. But before we do any of that, Ben has put on his best white trainers, (laughs) ran at a speed that's exactly the parallax of running in the opposite direction of time itself Mm -hmm. and decided to go back in time to find out what happened in previous weeks (laughs) in EastEnders this time in that year. We have. But first up, I've got the birthday celebrations. In the past few weeks, there's only been one birthday or two birthdays. Got loads of birthdays this time. Everyone's born on the same day. Good. About time. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if EastEnders were slightly in the future this week, because it was Cush's birthday, wasn't it, this week? The weekend, yeah, Saturday. So Cush's birthday is the 23rd of June, which is obviously a Sunday when this episode came out. (gasps) Continuity. I was just bigging you up. (laughs) And now you got it wrong. 23rd of June, 1985. Cush was born. So that's what I mean. Is the show a bit a few days ahead of themselves at the moment? Or have they done a little change? Yeah, but if it's meant to be a Sunday this week, you can't just change days. It's his birthday. And apparently he shares a birthday with his mum, 23rd of June. What a horrible way to celebrate his birthday, (laughs) giving birth. Cush's 34th birthday. How lovely. Goodness me. Do you want to know who... 34? Yeah, he'll be 34. That's... What a hunk. Well, I know, but he's younger than me then. Mm. That's upsetting. (laughs) Okay, carry on. Do you want to know who else's birthday it was on the 23rd of June? I've got to ask a stupid question. Our favourite. Abby Branning. Oh. <laughs> 1996. She was born. <laughs> Do you want to know who else's birthday it was on the 23rd of June? Let there's me guess. more. Let me, let me guess. Let me guess. Is it someone who's still on the show? One, yeah, there's two. One of them is, yeah. Okay. Born in 2010. Has a fringe. Oh. Claudia Winkleman yeah Lily Fowler 23rd of June 2010 so, why, oh that's why they're going to the monster trucks then mm. obviously Lily said I want to go to the monster truck because <laughs> Lily loves the monster trucks we've got 23rd of June 2005 when Morgan Butcher was born so <laughs> Tiffany's brother is his birthday God. didn't buy him anything did she well, she was busy 18th of June 2007 we had Summer Swan who mm. is Jay's adopted sister and Dawn's baby Dawn Dawn's baby birthday yeah. i know i just don't just want to say dawn in a disapproving manner <laughs> and the last one is 22nd of june so it's very busy this time of year what happened nine months ago <laughs> must be big story time oh it was um cold and there was a power cut yeah 22nd of june 2012 scarlet moon was born who is michael moon and janine's daughter oh someone talked about scarlet moon on um twitter this week to me um it's because it was her birthday I don't think it was that. It was, it was, they wanted to bring Janine and Scarlett back. That's oh. why. She said, oh, it'd be great to have them back. Okay. Hmm. So loads of birthdays. Poor Abby Branning. Max didn't care, did he? Oh. Sitting there getting drunk. Maybe oh, next week he's crying looking at photos of her. So maybe that's why. <laughs> he's probably, Spoiler. He's, yeah, he's, probably not, he's probably not crying at the photos of her. He's probably crying at the reflection of the frame and his own face. Um, so my episode for this time last year was the 19th of June, 2015. Lots of stuff going on. Very good episode. Busy, busy, busy. I got very carried away with it. Um, so Kush is struggling. I think this is Kush's like first year on the show, 2015, 15 or 14. But he's struggling with Ramadan. <laughs> okay, Martin's fine. eating loads of food in front of him. Of course, they're he is. mates. Back yeah, then. that's what mates do. 
And Martin, I'll show you later, he looks so different. He's in a vest. I mean, he's, he's let's just be kind, dad bodied a little bit recently. Mm. But you, you really have an obsession with Martin. Well, go to the 19th of June 2015 for Martin in the allotment. Stacy got all hot and bothered. <laughs> so yeah, he's struggling with Ramadan and he's worried that he's going to lose muscle mass. Because <laughs> Yep, and he's running on an empty stomach. Well, we shouldn't do that. No, that's what um, Masood says to him. Oh, good for Masood. He should he should run in the evening, I guess. Yeah. Because it must be difficult, actually. I've never really thought of it that way, mm. if you're training. And we've got Sonia. She's got a storyline. She's worried that Liam has got an eating disorder. <laughs> of course she does. Because she keeps noticing him going into the fridge and taking food up to his room all the time. Oh, do you know what? I remember that. Do you I know actually what it is? That. Someone's hiding in his room. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah, because she, uh, she tries to warn Carol, and Carol's like, it's my son. You you should keep an eye on Bex. Yeah, she should. Yeah, still should. Four years later. But, although this week, Sonia did, again, hammer home that she's very proud of Bex and her. <laughs> no matter what happens. No matter what, no matter what, Bex, I am proud of you. <laughs> For some, yeah, Liam is hiding Cindy Jr. in his room. I love Cindy Jr. I know, she's good, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was a great character. She's on Netflix now, so she's not coming back. Oh, that's on bad education, or good education. Sex education. Sex education. Is bad education. <laughs> Either bad or good, yeah. Um, and also, this is the episode where Martin and Stacey, like, first get together. Aww. Like, he's in the allotment, and he picks a strawberry for her. <laughs> and he tells her a story about um, Arthur, how Arthur used to take him to this place, and he really looked up to him, and yeah. he had so much fun here. And she said, oh, when did he die? How old were you? And he said, I was 10. She said, I was 11 when my dad died. And they oh. have a little moment. He tries to kiss her. She says, no, we're just mates. Don't want to ruin a good thing. <laughs> Four years on, yeah. look what's happened. Yeah, because she's sharing a flat with um, Kush and Shabnam. Ah, so yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and that's a Martin is... Um, actually, you know, Martin must be in there. Because Martin's playing his 3DS on the bed. <laughs> Martin's got a 3DS? Yeah, blue one. What's he playing? He said, just to shoot him up. Shoot him up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have their first kiss. So that's the beginning of Stacey and Martin. Right. Oh. Yeah, 19th of June 2015. They've never looked back. No. And the executive producer said um, it was Dominic Treadwell Collins, you know, the really good one. Although, let's just say they're quite good right now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, he always said that he wanted to turn Stacey into a fowler because he liked the way Stacey Fowler like looked. Oh, yeah, sounded. it does have a ring to it, doesn't it? Stacey Fowler. So that was like one of his like little mission also when we were talking earlier now you've mentioned that comment stacy you you mentioned something about pauline and i was going to bring it up then stacy does remind me a little bit of pauline the way she kind of jumps on defense mm. and looks after yeah, her she is now, isn't she? Oh, and yeah so yeah. that kind of makes some sense oh lovely yeah. the, the, the really highlight good time of year it was a good time of year the highlight for me was all of it because i can't think of one thing <laughs> stacy eating a strawberry it, it was the strawberry it won't be as good as my dad's though that's what he said <laughs> his dad's Arthur grew really good yeah. strawberries. Why not? He needs something to put on his grave. He loved this place. He loves strawberries. And his strawberries. <laughs> right, so that was previous weeks. But this week, who won the week? So we gave you four options. There was Tygan's Nasty Shock. Tygan? Yeah, uh, Tiff and Keegan. Oh, don't like that. I, I had, that uh, I had limited space, so mm-hmm. I had to do Tygan. Cat in the middle. Keanu kidnapped. Again. <laughs> or Bobby's return. Yes. That's your, is it? You could have done Kiff, K-I-F-F, for Tiff and Keegan. Oh, yeah, I could have, actually. No. There's the future. 
What would you guys call Tiff and Keegan? Let us know. Yeah. Um, Balam's official now. Balam is very much the hashtag of the moment. As I always... Can I just mention something about Balam? Oh, go on. Balam. Go on, go on, go on. They're doing this thing on Twitter where they're kicking a football into a bell or whatever. On Twitter on Eastender. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a shootout competition. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Some football um, thing. The guy who plays Ben did it in three hits. Mm-hmm. Tiff did it in, like, 25. Yeah, but I love that video. It cracks me up. <laughs> uh, Keegan did it in like loads, five or something. So Tony Clay did it. He got the exact same number as Ben. Oh my God. It's it's like fate is calling Tweet them. Tweet. And then Ben runs over and hugs Callum and says, we did it for Balam. <laughs> <laughs> They're really riding that so train. They love it, they? don't they? Yeah. 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 It's like um, Shianu. Like as soon, as soon as a hashtag is made for them, yeah. it suddenly takes off, They've doesn't it? They've made it. Yeah, they have made it in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> so as always, you can vote on Twitter, you can vote on Facebook, you can vote on Instagram. And, and uh, don't take one for granted because actually the result is different on each one. Each one has a different result. Ooh, for different like age, a, good demographic. Exactly, for, for a favourite. So I want you to count them down from fourth. So who do you think came fourth? Oh, Cat and Kush Kidnap. Uh, cat in the cat. middle. Yeah. <laughs> cat, cat in the middle was last, 14% of the vote. Yes. Third. Keanu. No, it was oh. Tigan's Nasty Shark oh, okay, with fine. 22% of the vote. As long as Bobby's first. Bobby was first with 33% of the vote. But Keanu is very close with 31% of the cl- vote. So uh, thank you for voting. As always, great result. Nice that Bobby came first in his first week. I know. I was surprised, actually, because of the, the kind of mixed reaction. You know people hate recast. Yeah, exactly. But um, people seem to be quite quite happy with this one, I think. Yeah, very good. Talking of which, we had a few comments about the episodes this week. Dan on Facebook said, quite an underwhelming week, I thought. Oh. Yeah. Rob on Facebook said, uh, happy to say that we have a great new actor on the show in regards with Bobby. He is very good. Uh, Michael.Hannah3 said, fab. That was it. Fab. <laughs> What's fab? The, the week. Everything. The week of Oh, the whole week. Yeah, the whole encompassing oh, yeah. of the week. Apart from the kidnap. Eckett. Shouldner97, sorry if I said your name wrong, said, I want more Balam. Same. We all want more Balam. Well, it's Pride Week in two weeks. I know, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> At EastEnders fan AU said, My favourite moment of the week was Ben and Bobby. They shouldn't immediately kill Bobby off, but it's time for Max and Rainey to be posted and not marked return to sender. <gasps> oh, yeah. I mean, I agree with well, Max, but keep Rainey. Rainey yeah, can come back. She can have an upsetting exit, I oh, feel. No. It'll work for her. <laughs> I, love, I love Rainey. At Lola Grace 4 on Twitter said, Keanu on the roof and his chat with Shazza. That was the highlight for Lola. So we uh, did a few questions as well as on, on our Twitter and Facebook page. First of all, we asked, was Keanu, Karen and Sharon's storyline good camp or awful camp? <laughs> that was my wording. It, it, and it was very well done. Awful camp. You said awful. I said good. On Twitter, Ablon Steve said, Sharon's stratospheric emoting against the London skyline was iconic. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> At King of Wings said, Sharon can see into the future, but only uses her powers to know when she needs running trainers. <laughs> Lisa on Facebook said, I was wanting for someone to fall off the roof. That would have made the whole thing worthwhile. Mm, I agree. <laughs> it's like that, that rule in film where if you show someone with a gun, mm. they have to shoot it, otherwise the audience feels disappointed. That's like a rule in like cinema. Have you ever heard that before? I haven't. Like if they if they show someone ha- with a gun, if it doesn't get fired, then automatically the audience feel let down. They feel like they've lost something. Mm. So I thought like seeing all those characters on a roof, I feel let down that no one there wasn't an accident. No one or fell. Maybe not to death. Were you but... let down when Abby fell off the roof, Ben? Yes, because she died. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's why not everyone needs to fall off the roof. <laughs> Matt. 
on Facebook said Karen would have never agreed to it. It was up on there with the episode where Dr. Leg decided to slag off work for the day to lecture everyone about littering. You know what it reminded me of? It was the episode where Kathy, Sharon and Gavin were running around a mansion. Yeah. And then Gavin's sister fell off and de- died on top of a car. That's what it reminded me of. How ridiculous it was. I, again, that was good camp. Sharon was in that as well. Yes, yeah, she was. She was awful <laughs> yeah, yeah. that episode. Sharon just does all the chase, doesn't she? she she's like the Scooby-Doo of mm. EastEnders. She does all the chase scenes. We asked another question about people's first impressions of new Bobby Bill on our Facebook group and Twitter. Rob on Facebook said, new Bobby has already grabbed me. Where? <laughs> Around the ears. At Chatterbox 2018 said, bit wooden at times, but he was probably a bit nervous. Yeah. Also, at- Bobby was nervous, so it relayed on screen. Yes, which, which is why it kind of worked mm. out nicely. And at Warrior Queen 61 on Twitter said, he's got me wanting to mother him already. That's nice. I really loved it when he called Kathy Nan. I don't know why. Yeah, I did. It's Again, like, it's a oh, family man. thing, isn't it? It kind of brings us all together. Oh, around Grandma the camp. Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> I love her new wardrobe she's got recently. New blow dry, new makeup. New face. I know. <laughs> you couldn't get over how young this she looked. This week she looked really young. Mm. Like really, really young. New brighter lights. There's something. Do you think they have like a filter on? <laughs> no, because they use the filter, don't they? They've been using that black outline filter, like oh, the yeah, Instagram when filter. they're near a window. Yeah, <laughs> which we've, we've spotted a couple of times. Mm. One last thing then before we go. On Twitter, at Irish Terence STL said that Jack announced that there is a Wolford 10K coming and I want to know what the medal would look like. Now, I would like to know what the medal would look like too. And I'd like to know what's in the minds of our listeners for what the medal might look like. So if you contact us on Twitter at EastEnders Week, on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or on our Facebook group, just search EastEnders Weekly and then click join the group or email EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com mm-hmm. and send us your drawings oh, no. of what you think the Wolford <laughs> 10K medal would be. We've asked our listeners to do drawings before. And they were <laughs> brilliant. They were. Yeah. So, and uh, <laughs> can you remember to put, if you do on Twitter, to put hashtag Wolford 10K? Because then I can look for them as well. Beck's going to do it. We'll find She's been training. <laughs> yeah. Bex, well, Beck, Jack, Kush. Because Jack was like to Tiff, you know, oh, do you want to go for a oh, run yeah. with me? Callum was running the other week. They're all training for the 10K. See, it all makes sense <laughs> when you work it out. Sonia and Rainey, they did the real one in real life, so they can do it. That's the marathon, wasn't yeah. it? The real Jay one. did it as well. Yeah, and Ian. Yeah. God knows how. I mean. He did it a few years ago when he had diabetes storyline. What, the 10K weight. or the London Marathon? The London Marathon. Okay. <laughs> me. He did it in real life. Yeah. Well, in real life, in real life, real life, I would like the listeners, if you would be so kind, to send us your drawings of what you think the Wolford 10K medal for someone who's completed the race would look How are we like. going to show them on the podcast, though? We're going to... We'll, describe them. <laughs> yeah, we might describe them. Descriptive. We, we tweet them and we'll like them and we'll post them all over the place Ooh. because that's what we do on this podcast. We repost everything. I'm going to draw one then. I'll oh. send it to you. <laughs> well, we should lead by example. So okay. we might do that. I did well. drawings of characters. They're really good. I know you did. <laughs> I know you do. Do you, want a bit of, do you want to be like Martin and get a bit of recognition for things you've done? What? Pete. <laughs> I want to be like Pete. He's my idol. All right. Well, before we start going into this uh, plateau of nonsense, I think it's time to say goodbye. Yes. That's the end of the show. Show. So, so, <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, and don't forget to join us again next week for another roundup of EastEnders.